We don't have to tell you folks, but we wake up every day and every Saturday with high expectations. Needless to say, today in Madison, the expectations were not met. Not even close. We're going to break down. It's an instant reaction to the mess that was the Heartland Trophy rivalry game. Hawkeyes. Yikes. Yikes. That is the perfect way to start this podcast. Yikes. <laughs> Cancel your hotel rooms. Sell your tickets to Badger fans. This team if this team ends up in the Big Ten championship game, I am the Queen of England. There we go, the Queen of England. You should uh, go as the Queen of England for Halloween tomorrow night. Might. I might. Uh you got your you got your pinochle costume ready to go or? Yeah, we're yeah, we're ready to go. The wife's doing her hair as we speak. The Queen of Heart or the Queen of uh Diamonds, I'm sorry. Jack of Diamonds. Uh, no, it's Queen of Spades, dude. Oh, Jack Jesus of, Christ. Yeah. Jack of Diamond Queen of Spades. Dude, if you get this wrong and like nobody's gonna know what you're talking about anyway. <laughs> and if you get it wrong, just a couple like, of random cards yeah. out of the deck. I'm all out of sorts, man. That Hawkeye game so, got me spinning. I told one of I told my buddy Tim that we were gonna do an instant reaction podcast. Uh, my buddy from college, old Tim Jewell, and he said he can't wait to listen to that one, or he's or I'm finally gonna listen to one or something, you know. And uh, he's going to start it by talk of Jack of Diamonds, Queen of Spades, and be like, and this is why I don't listen to these idiots. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, let's get right to it. I love Kurt Ferentz. I don't want Kirk Ferentz to, to get fired. I think Kurt Ferentz has done an unbelievable job in 20 years. But saying that, there, you knew when you lay, whenever anybody lays out a list of things like that, there's a butt coming. Here's the butt. If you want to have your kid be the offensive coordinator, your time's going to end sooner than not because he is completely 100,000% overmatched. He had two weeks to get this team, re- this offense ready. Monty frickin' Potabom touches the ball again on important possessions for the Hawks. Three totes for a total of two I, I, yards. I mean, I don't, know what to, I don't know what to tell you. Like, the, the coaching in this game, I, I – as bad as the execution was, the coaching was just as bad. And I'm going to go through some points here. One, why the hell is Ivory Kelly Martin getting the ball on the one-yard line? He fumbles. Like, so, yeah, okay, fine. Like, we trust him enough to be the backup still to Tyler Goodson. He can't be the backup in that situation. Boom, fumble on the one-yard line, seven points. Charlie Jones goes out. football, yeah. Charlie Jones goes out of the game for a little bit to, you know, get checked on or whatever. What has Max Cooper done in five plus seasons at Iowa that would why why would he need to be on the field? What what is he going to do for even if he just catches the ball? What's he going to do for you? Right? Like why is he on the field? Best case scenario is he just catches the ball. He did this in the he did this in the bowl game against USC two years ago. Remember he dropped the yeah. punt when we were drilling them, you know. And so like if Charlie Jones fumbles a punt return like you shake your head and go okay like he gets you a billion yards so fine whatever like keegan johnson drops a pass there okay the rest of the time he's a he's a playmaker tyler goodson makes a mistake okay that's fine but when guys who can't do anything for you make the mistake that's on coaching and 
And and somehow and and somehow seven games into a season, eight games into a season, still having Nick DeJong and Justin Britt on the same side of the offensive line, like they don't block anybody. Like they just don't block anybody. So I you know some of this this is all hundred percent on coaching. It's either a failure to get players, a failure to develop those players, or a failure to put those players in to succeed on offense. And we're four years, four plus years into the Brian Ferentz offensive uh, coordinator time, right? And we are no better. We are no close. We don't even have a. We haven't even had a top hundred offense in that time. Yeah, it's a throw. So, so what are we doing? What are we? What are we continuing to like? Send him back to be the offensive line coach and hire. What What is Ken O'Keefe doing as the quarterback coach? Ken O'Keefe makes a million dollars a year or six hundred thousand dollars a year to coach quarterbacks. What, what is he doing? Spencer Petrus is terrible. Like. <laughs> What, yeah, like, I mean, know, so, uh, so yeah, so oh Jesus, Michigan. Anyway, the biggest thing for me is what you said. I mean, you know, we started off with a great return from Charlie Jones, yep. and it's like, boom! All right, there we go. We got in an Iowa game. We got field position right away, right? Um, yep. And instead, three and out was the theme of the first half. And yeah, how do you have coming out of a bye week? with two weeks to prepare, how is that your offense in the first half? Wisconsin's got a great defense, sure. They shut Purdue down, you know, shut down their running game. And the offensive line is terrible, but it is what it is at this point. We're, we're, this is the eighth game of the season. Like, so you've had time and you just had two weeks to try to figure out how to, Draw how to attack plays without right. any time to sit back, you know, the five, seven right. step drops ain't going to work this year, man. <laughs> you know, yeah. So that's, what's frustrating. Well, you know, and, and the other uh, part is, uh Oh, Oh, that's a, that's a highlight. Never mind. I was like, Oh, Indiana might be winning. Never mind. Uh, uh, this is, yeah, this is just a fantastic idea to do this reaction. It's fine. It's fine. While it's you're fine. just fucking just, watching fine. TV. It's fine. It's fine. I, I heard what you said, and I'm I'm going to respond to it right now, okay? This is what the fans demand, Brad. They demand that we react instantly to what's happening on our televisions. Not only react okay? instantly. React yeah. instantly to this Michigan game. React, react instantly to the highlight of the Indiana-Maryland game on Big Ten Network. Anyway, no, your, your point about the two weeks, right? He had two weeks. We get that great kickoff return to start the game. And what the plan was to throw slants against press coverage. Yeah. Exactly. Is that what the plan was? Like it's like I said, it's four seasons into, into Brian Ferentz as the offensive coordinator. And when I've heard him talk about his offensive philosophy, it's to exploit mismatches, right? He talks about like Bill Belichick and the Patriots, you know, one week you might run the ball 40 times to exploit, you know, a matchup one week. You might throw it 50 times to exploit a matchup, right? What what matchup has he tried to exploit in since other than getting the ball to Akron Wadley against people, right? Like what matchup are you trying to exploit giving the ball to Monty Potabom two times on third and two, fourth and one when you're down twenty to seven and moving the ball a little bit? Like like I I, t- I told you earlier, this is this, this is a fireball offense right now. Monty Potabom has six more touches this year than Keegan Johnson. Yeah. Which is just uh, ridiculous. 
And we'll get to the we'll get to the third and two, fourth and one pot bomb carries because um, that's when the game was over. I mean, yeah. Iowa showed a little bit of a pulse in the second half, got a touchdown on a short field drive, and then that was when I mean, the game was, was over. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you you mentioned the four years Fer- Brian Ferentz has been the offensive coordinator. This is the second time in four years where we've done this at Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Like just yeah. barely even got over a hundred yards, and it's just been a complete joke. You know, um, his first year as a coordinator so. in 2017, we got 66 yards at Wisconsin. We scored 14 points because Josh Jackson had two interceptions for touchdowns. Yeah, and we and we were right in that game without having any offense whatsoever. The other part of this is that you know, then you come up here. We're in we're we're in year five. We're five years into this, and we're in the exact same position against Wisconsin. Like our defense is really really good, right? And teams are able to do some stuff against us a few times a game because it's football. You should be able to do stuff. But we have a statue playing quarterback. We have no philosophy on offense. We 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 run quarterback sneak and fullback dive and plays that are just straight up wasted time, waste of plays. I mean, nobody can explain to me what the uh, what the philosophy of Brian Ferentz is. What are we trying to do? Are we trying to be a shotgun quick pass team? We trying to get our tight end over the seat through uh, down the middle in seams. Are we a zone rushing team? Are we a power rushing team? Like, what are we trying to do? What are we, what are we trying to be? What are we trying to accomplish? You know, I mean, are we, are we doing all this to set up the fake fullback quick pitch to, you know, I mean, we used it against Kent state for a touchdown. Fucking awesome. You know, <laughs> glad we, glad we used that against Kent state, you know, like, uh, Maybe we'll save it for Illinois or Northwestern. You know, where the hell was it? To, you know, like, do we ever get anybody in space? A wider, yeah. like anybody ever. Like, yeah. So anyway, it, it's no, I'm, I'm with you. And it's, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's, it's just, uh, it's just ugly at times and good defenses, um, do this to us more often than not. Right. Um, just okay. Defenses do this to yeah. us. Indiana did this to us, except Purdue for two drives. Last week. Purdue two weeks ago. Iowa State or, yeah. gives up points to everybody else, right? We didn't move the ball at all against Iowa State, right? And this is where I think we tricked ourselves, Brad. You and I know better. We said it after the Iowa State game, like, this offense is bad. Like, you know, and then you win a few more games with turnovers and field position, and you go, well, Maybe maybe that's all they need, and maybe the offense wasn't bad. Maybe we just kind of shut it down because we knew Iowa State wasn't going to do anything, or maybe we just, you know, no, the offense is terrible, and, you know, and it, here, you know, like there's no improvement Never. on it either. Is the other thing like we're eight games in, and that offensive line is worse than it was when it started. Yeah, that's that's what's frustrating. Yeah, and uh, you're right, and we, you know, we said it at the time. There was no way this team ever deserved to be number two in the country. No. Um, obviously not even top 10 in the country, but, and I said it during the game too. I mean, it, it was a lot of fool's gold, uh, mm-hmm. Indiana, what Indiana and Iowa state, Indiana's not good, even though Iowa State's um, okay. you weren't sure of that on, on previous podcasts, but I'm, I'm with you now. I'm with you now. I can't, I can't justify Indiana anymore. Yeah. Iowa state's Eh, they're okay. okay. I mean, they're, they're they're good. They're good for Iowa state. Sure. But they were grossly overrated to start the year and everybody outside Ames, Iowa knew it. 
Um, well, obviously, everybody outside of Ames, Iowa, didn't know it because like Ames well, doesn't suppose. get to select. Yeah, that. I suppose. <laughs> like, yeah, just because of the last. They didn't. Yeah, the Randy Peterson's AP ballot wasn't the official ballot for the season, Brad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Good call. And then Maryland, four and zero Maryland. Well, they, you know, they I think they beat Indiana today, right? Or we're beating mm-hmm. Indiana, but they and they, they beat a bad West. They beat a bad after West after us. Team, yeah. Penn State. Loses at home to Illinois. I mean, it, it, we it ha, we asked the question, or Isaac asked the question in the mailbag last week. Like, have we played anybody good yet? No. And I'm still is, not even sure after losing today to Wisconsin. Well, Wisconsin's many, Wisconsin's back to just being Wisconsin. We're just going to hand the ball off to the freak that freshman, you know, that didn't play, that didn't hardly play in those first three games. You know, four games, right? Then he starts playing, and we're just going to hand the ball off to him. And they got beat by Notre Dame and Michigan. Notre Dame and Michigan, say, Wisconsin, good. yeah. Wisconsin's you know, in the driver's seat. They still got to beat Nebraska no, and Minnesota to they win will. the West. But win the rest but, of the games. The, yeah, but even the if they games. win the West, so they're going to win the West with two conference losses, three overall. They're going to be the fifth, absolute, fifth yeah. sixth best team in the Big Ten and win yeah. the West. You know, um, so I, yeah, they're they're good, but I we haven't played it. You know, we haven't played anybody special yet or anybody right, great I agree. yet. Um, I completely agree. Yeah. And we might not, depending on where we end up going in the bowl game. So, but I yeah, do I also want to say, what are we thinking of for a bowl game here? I mean, Vegas Bowl, Duke Duke's Mayo Bowl, maybe the Bahamas Bowl. That'd be nice. Go to the Bahamas. <laughs> let's go to the Bahamas. But let's let's uh, let's talk about the uh, when the game was completely over. And then I do want to give a little. Let's calm down. Uh, part of this instant reaction as well, but I'm not going to calm down. You can do whatever. Third and two. I'm not going to calm down. <laughs> My right. expectations are too high to calm down. Yeah. Well, we'll talk expectations. But third, so third and two. Iowa's got momentum. It's twenty to seven. Right. We drive in. We get a touchdown. We're within a score. Third and two, you know it's going to be – well, first of all, before that, there was a second and one, I think, on the previous drive. Perfect opportunity, and everybody does it, to whether you want to say we have enough time to do play action or not, sure, but throw the ball, right? Instead, we hand it off to Goodson, and he loses two yards, and now it's in third and three. Like, that play call was dumb. And then third and two, you're going to go for it on fourth and one. You hand it off to Potabom, get stuffed. We're sitting in fourth and one again. They throw – you know, they were bringing – linebacker right over top of Linderbaum. They had freaking 10 guys in the box and, and uh, Padilla. We'll get to the quarterback, quarterback controversy question mark, but Petrus obviously sees it starts to check off the play. And then we call timeout. And I assume mm-hmm. like, we don't even trust Petrus to make a, make the correct audible here. Right. You know, like how yeah, I, must, I was, yeah. I was going to rail on Petrus for that, but instead we call a timeout to tell him, Hey, don't audible out of this play. This pot bomb dive is a winner. And yeah. he gets stuck. Like what the H is that all about? That was uh, like, we called the timeout to run the same freaking play. Right. It was ridiculous. Yeah. No, I, and, and then, you know, you get people that say, well, you know, if pot bomb keeps his head up and it's like, Jesus Christ, we're going to blame the mulleted. No, I know pot bomb. I think I just saw this week is like an academic all American. So he's not stupid. Right. But He's a fullback with a mullet from Humboldt, Iowa. I don't think anybody anybody in their right mind truly thinks the correct play there is to give the ball to him instead of was Tyler Goodson hurt and out at that point or was he still he was still in at that point. Yeah, he was in at that yeah. point. And then yeah. Gavin Williams yeah. came in for the rest of the game basically. But 
like I said, anybody, even Petrus running a dive or uh, Petrus running a QB sneak on fourth and ones better than the play call they ran. Like it, it's, you know, and, and you had a good point. Everybody's in the box. Just put yes. Keegan Johnson on the outside and toss it out to him, you know? Right. Let him run a, yeah. Let him, you know, if the guy's on him, just let him, let him beat him and throw it. I mean, like this is back to the point of you're down 20 to seven with, you know, 13 minutes to go in the, or 18 minutes to go in the game, right? There's about three minutes to go in the third quarter when this happened or seven minutes to go, whatever it was. But like, it's just another, it's a, it's a, it's another instance of like the offense appears to be designed to get 10 yards in three plays or four plays. Like that appears to be their goal, right? Like you said it with that second and one, right? Like second and one, we're going to run, get the first down, right? And keep, you know, like move the chains. Yeah. Like you now need to get some, like, even Spencer looked a little bit better when you put him in shotgun and like actually ran some pass routes for him versus, you know, versus just telling him to throw a slant off of a three-step drop. Um, I, I just, I, I think it all comes back to the coaching and, you know, I, I, I don't want to do this because I don't want to just say like, Oh, it's the coach's kid. But when is that another, but when has it ever worked? Like when is it, when has it ever been like you know what happened? A coach's kid getting a job that he probably wasn't qualified for at a, at a at a high level college. This has worked out great. Like Kendall Bryles and Art Bryles, is that the only one? And like that's because Art Bryles sold his soul to the devil, right? Yeah. Like, like other than that, has it ever like it didn't work for Bill Snyder and his kid, right? But even Bill Snyder didn't make his kid the offensive coordinator. He was the special teams coach. Like right. And uh, no. Belichick's got his kid out in New England and the N- and NFL. Anyways, it's not necessarily comparable, but I'm trying to think of ex- other examples. Yeah, I, I guess if our listeners wanted to give me some examples to look into, I'm more than willing to look into it. But I, I just I I don't understand. You know, I know Keegan had that drop right on the last third down, which was a good pass play by P- Padilla. But before that, Keegan Johnson had touched the ball like 11 times this season. And was averaging like 20 yards per cat per touch. Monty Potomoms touched the ball 16 times this year. Like, like that is like, I, I, I don't even, I, I know you could scream context at me. You could, you could absolutely scream context at me, but it's not like all 16 of these catches have result or touches have resulted in first downs or touchdowns for Potomom. Like we're, we're coming off multiple weeks where it doesn't work, you know? This isn't a high school game where yeah, I mean, this yeah. isn't Army running the running, you know, the wishbone in their or, or Navy running the wishbone and their fullback gets four yards of crack. Like it's just it's 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 all you need to say, even though Keegan's a freshman uh, and freshmen rarely see the field for Iowa, yada, yada, yada. I mean, your walk on fullback has more touches this year than if not your yeah. biggest playmaker on the offensive side of the ball, one of the top two or three, you know. Um, well, if so. he's not your biggest playmaker, right. Then, then you've, then what, what are you doing with the other guys? Right. Well, I was like, yeah, I was like, argue, how do you, you could argue Tyler you, Goodson, uh, yeah. you know, but, but I mean, even then you have, what have you done line. to get, what have you done to get Tyler Goodson in space the last two weeks? Exactly. We just keep running in between the tackles and it's yeah, yeah, it breaks you know, a few and, eight, and, 10 yarders, but, and what have we done in recruiting offensive linemen that we're at a point where walk on Nick DeYoung is starting at right tackle and is 
completely overmatched, and Jack Plum's his backup, who is completely overmatched. Plum didn't. And Justin block Britt's over there. The Justin game, Britt's yeah. over there at right guard, completely overmatched. Like these guys aren't just overmatched against Wisconsin. They're overmatched. They've been overmatched against everybody. They were overmatched oh, against not. Kent State. They were overmatched against Colorado State. Like it's so. Yeah, it's there. I, I think for a, a do, do, do we want to go to to a what a, a calm down dose of reality? No, no, type no. Moment? Let's first, yeah, let's not calm down just yet. My God, I'm just getting going. No, uh, let's go to. So we had a little Padilla time. Do you see a quarterback controversy in Iowa City? Who's your starting quarterback next week I mean, at Northwestern? I would, I, I, I don't know. Like, I will I mean, say, just seeing I would, put. Just seeing Padilla scramble and throw the ball, I was like, okay, like, there's one thing that teachers can't do. People were texting me during the game and all throughout the season. Hey, let's, you know, we got to see somebody else. I've seen enough of Petrus. Fair enough. And I got to the point in the fourth quarter there where you're right. Like, I don't think Padilla's any good either, but why the hell not try him? Like, what's what's the worst that's going to happen here where the game's over? So Padilla got to see the field. It sounds like maybe Petrus was banged up, as or at least that's what they're going to say. But I'm with you, and it goes back to situational football a little bit, right? For this team with this offensive line, at least it seemed like, and it's apples and oranges, sure, because it's garbage time at the end of a 20-point loss, but it seemed like, Padilla at least gets the ball out and at least can move his feet, right? So Mm -hmm. if we aren't going to have an offensive line that can block anybody, maybe he is the better option. I don't know. All all I know is that Petrus ain't ain't setting the world on fire, so it's worth taking a look at that option, right? I agree. I mean, mean, neither one of them is is good enough to – could either one of those guys go beat Northwestern and Illinois? Probably. Right? Are they going to beat Minnesota? I, I don't. Probably. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, we're going to be favored in the last four games. They could be a ten-win team. Um, but I guess I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm now kind of I, against honestly, that. Like, I, I today you know, I would bet on nine and three. If you, if you forced me to bet on what's our record at the end of the regular season going to be, I. I think either Minnesota or at Nebraska, we lose one we lose. of those two games. Yeah. Hell, even at Northwestern. I mean, I think they, we could lose. I think we could lose both of them. Yeah. So I, I, I would, I would say nine and three, eight and four. I don't know, but that's immediately following a ridiculous loss. Yeah. I don't know. So we'll I, see where they go. I don't. Here's what I would do changes, with but it, it. I, it, I, I think. Right. I, I think I would just have a little quicker trigger on. Petrus, right? Like, I, I, what, what I saw today out of Padilla was the first time we've saw, we've seen him not just run like, hand you off, know, hand off, hand off, or yeah. you know, like specific play action pass type, you know, like throw to this guy type play. So he threw I was it on a, time on target to Keegan who dropped it. And then the play yeah. to me is the one where he was scrambling and found the border running up the sideline. Like mm-hmm. Petrus can't make that play. Now he moved up in the pocket. He moved, he moved up in it. the pocket yeah. that like, yeah, like he did a couple things that, um, and dude, this, our offensive line is terrible, but Orvoski, yeah. um, regardless of whether he's got the worst 
folly in NFL history as a Detroit Lion and his Halloween candy rankings are What is wrong with that blasphemous. guy? Charleston Chew? Hey now, they Charleston make Chew. Charleston Chews anymore? Charleston Chew was a lead sponsor for my first uh my my entry into the uh celebrity world, me and Pete's talk show back on KWAR, the one. Charleston Chew was a lead sponsor, but that's been shit 20 years ago. I don't even think they make them anymore, do they? <laughs> <laughs> I went and got them once for a uh Mike Tyson fight. I had a bunch of Charleston Chew, Casey's Pizza, and Mountain Dew and at Wes's house, and it did not end well. We'll just Jesus. put it that way. It sounds like a disaster. Um, <laughs> it was. Somebody's it toilet was. took a beating after you did that. Um, yeah, Reese's Pieces. Like, Number one. Come on. Yeah, like, and Sour Patch Kids are fine. What the hell is like, that all about? Well, like, like uh, who wants, like, uh, like, yeah. Uh, don't get me started. I thought, uh, other than that, Orlovsky's actually pretty good as a. Yeah, and where I was going to say is he he pointed out a few times, granted, the offensive line's dog water, as the kids say. <laughs> but, uh, what? Dog water? I don't know. The kids say dog water now. Uh, kids, kids are stupid these days. Yes. Um, but offensive line, terrible. But he pointed out a couple of times where Spencer doesn't, you know, he had a pocket on a four-man exactly. rush. The tackle's pushing the guy upfield, and Spencer just sits back in his five-step drop and gets sacked when he could step up into the pocket. You know, he doesn't even recognize when there is a pocket. So, I don't know. Anyway, well, it's, it's like it's like I've told you before. It's when you're an offensive line that's not very good to begin with. Sometimes it's hard as, if you're an offensive lineman when you have a quarterback that you don't know where he's going to be. Right. If you're good on the offensive line and you have a quarterback that's constantly running around. It can be a little bit, you know, sometimes, you know, you might he might run himself into a sack because, you know, when you're bad yeah. on an offensive line and everybody knows exactly where the quarterback's going to be and what point you have to get to. Makes it pretty tough and block good you know, linemen. Yeah. You know, we were watching the game. Dan Kennedy said to me, like, how does he not see the guy coming dead off of his right? Um, how does he not see that guy? And then tuck the ball and make sure you don't fumble it on the 10 yard line. You know, like it, if Spencer's going to play easier, for it's us, easier to see, easier to see that on your TV at the uh, world-renowned Kennedy Gardens than it is uh, staring down the the rush. I'll say that, Dan. You would think it wouldn't be though. You would think being right there. You think <laughs> you would think. Um, I just wanted to get in the world-renowned <laughs> Kennedy Gardens. Is world-renowned. Um, yeah, I. Let's get to the pot. Let's get to the the sky's not falling. So. I will. Yep. So I've I've got some data here. As the uh, naturally, what happens when Iowa loses a game and loses a big game or loses to a rival like Wisconsin, it uh, you know turns in. And and folks, Drew and I have absolutely been there before the fire them all stage after uh, losses, you know, in our younger years. But I will say, so. Kirk Ferentz, in the last uh, 12 seasons, Iowa under Kirk Ferentz has averaged 7.6 wins per season. So we're, you would say, an average win total, right? I looked at the Big Ten in the past 10 years, and Iowa is sixth in overall record and Big Ten conference record in the Big Ten in the last 10 years. Again, one could say average, sure. Ohio State's one, Wisconsin's two, 
Michigan State three, Penn State four, Michigan five, Iowa sixth in the last 10 years. Of those five schools ahead of us, where do you where do you truthfully expect Iowa to land? I think what is the most frustrating to me and probably a lot of Iowa fans is that Wisconsin sits there at number two, right? Yeah. And Wisconsin, we got them last year, but Wisconsin has had our number and Wisconsin is the better program and Wisconsin is doing football the way we think we do football or how we want to do football, right? Um, and that I think is what's frustrating, but Ohio state, Penn state, Michigan state, Michigan, like they're, they're going to be, we should be better than Michigan state. We, we yeah. should be better than Michigan state. You know, we, I, I think it's okay since Penn state's in that other division, right? I think it's okay as an Iowa fan to want to be on the same level as, as Michigan state, Penn state, and Wisconsin. Like I think. Uh, and Michigan State's just intercepted a pass here. They're going to beat Michigan, but um, I think it's okay to want to be on that. I think it's okay to expect that. Like, I'm not saying every year. I'm saying to be in a position um, to to be, you know, the best of those three or four teams every couple of, every two or three years. Like, I think it's okay to expect them to have been to more than more than one Big Ten championship game at this point. When you look at the, the side, when you thing. look when you look at the the division they play in, and I'll I'll even step back on that. Like 2019 was a really good year. Ten and three beat USC in the Holiday Bowl. That's a very good year, right? Yeah. Um, the year Last before year was a good year. The year before, winning those games and beating Mississippi State in the Outback Bowl. That's a good year, right? Last year, good year. This year still can be a good year. Uh, th- those things can all be true while also being royally pissed that we play terrible offense, right? Like, you can you can say these are good years while still being mad about how bad we are on offense. Right? We can say the years are successful, and still, it's just like anything you do in life, right? Like, yeah, like, I went to work today, it was a pretty good day, but maybe I could do this a little better or that a little better, right? Like, I'm a parent. I did a pretty good job parenting today, but, you know, I uh, wasn't paying attention to Lily while she was jumping on that trampoline, fell down, and now she's got a bruise on her face. That happened today. Um, <laughs> anyway, like, so, you know, like, I, I, I don't think it's, it's you know, exclusive to say that. Or, you you know, you can't, you can't have one of the other things. So, you know, I don't know. Um, you, you see Michigan State come out and score 37 points on Michigan, right? Like yeah. after a year after just being dog shit on offense, right? They went, they they moved, they changed quarterbacks. Rocky Lombardi's not the quarterback anymore. They went out and got a couple guys in the transfer portal to make a difference on offense. But you can't do that at Iowa because who's coming here to play in this offense? Right, our offense. Yeah. No, like, I agree. I'm just so, making the point, and I, I should have prefaced it by saying after 2015, I made a vow to, you know, never critique or criticize Kirk uh, too much because of how awesome that year was. But, um, and I just, you know, it's easy to knee-jerk and to react after a game, but I just want to make the point that of the coaches in the Big Ten, though, who who really would you rather have? You want Mel Tucker from Michigan State? I, I mean, Paul Chris from Wisconsin? No, no, I, I, don't I don't know. Think, you know, I don't so think these, that's, these, I, yeah, I don't think that's that's the right and, thing to do is to go and go let's say and say I want this guy, I want that guy. I, 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 I just think 
you've put yourself in it. He's put himself in a pretty, he's put himself in an unnecessarily tough position with his kid as the I, offense coordinator. I would and agree the offense, with you there. And the offense being no better, the already poor offense under Greg Davis being no better than it was five years into your son's tenure. You've put yourself into an extremely tough and an unneedlessly tough position. I would if agree Brian with you there, to be and an I do. Coordinator, he should have gone somewhere else and been an offensive coordinator. If he wanted to be at Iowa, he's the offensive line coach, and that's fine, right? Yep. Like, I, I would agree with you there, and I do. Yeah, I do hope that that's not what ends up being the demise of Kirk Ferentz after a fabulous career at Iowa. But and that's what um, happens, man. That's what happens. Like, didn't Mark, didn't Bobby Bowden get into this with his son as the defensive coordinator, and it was a problem, or his son as an offensive coordinator, and it was a problem. Like, you know, Bob Stoops got in trouble with, you know, Bob Stoops had to fire Mike Stoops as a, as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, his brother, yeah. You know, like, Bob Stoops had to fire hey. Jay Norvell, his, you know, his t- college teammate as offense coordinator. Like, you don't got to tell know. me. You don't, uh, yeah, I, I would never recommend anyone going into business with family. <laughs> so yeah. here we I are mean, we at a big to, business. We had to fire Wes as VP of the gate pool. Like, it was tough, <laughs> right? It and Brydog as our special teams coordinator back when we were simming uh, we NCAA 2007. We did. We had to tell Coach Ditka that our expectations were too high for Brydog to be the special teams coordinator. So we've been in this position. We know what's in front of Kirk Ferentz here. It's not going to be an easy decision. And as well, we've said before, I, no, I agree. It's, it's that, that, that is definitely, uh, you know, definitely a precarious situation, but for those that are looking for or asking for or wanting heads to roll or whatever, I just warn you, Iowa is probably a lot. Iowa is a lot closer to Nebraska or Illinois than we are to Michigan or Ohio state. Right. So, you know, I just, that's, that's absolutely bullshit. What do you mean? It's a hundred percent bullshit. Like how, like you, you've had two coaches here for four, for 50 years. Right. And yeah, you've and had two awesome. coaches. Yeah. You have built a foundation of a 70,000 seat stadium full every week. You got the fan support, you've got the facilities, you've, you pay for it. You pay for coaches. You pay for assistant coaches. You have the foundation here built to attract talented people. Right? Nebraska and didn't the, or doesn't? Well, Nebraska keeps hiring people that are idiots. Like every hire, That's what, what hire I'm did, saying. That's what, what I'm hey, saying. What hire did they make? What hire, seven what, what hire did they make? How it works made, out. What, what hire did they make? I'm not. I'm not saying to fire Kirk Ferentz. I know. I'm telling I'm the saying, fire crowd to calm down. I'm saying that the people who act like Iowa is one coaching hire away from being terrible, you, I mean, absolutely. You could be right. Everybody is, but every, everybody is, you're absolutely right. But there, this is a really, really good job. And part of the reason it's a really good job, it's like the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? That's a great job because they don't fire anybody. Yeah. No, I I, don't need jerk. Right. So, so since we don't need jerk, you're going to get a talented person. You're going to get somebody that can come in here and build their program and build their culture. Are you the guy yeah. who's going to hire him is the same guy that hired Todd Licklider to coach basketball is what I'm saying. And then he went and hired a coveted job. Well, and then he went and hired Fran McCaffrey. Who's been here a dozen years. Yeah. Agreed. But right. I would rather have Kirk Ferentz than have to go through three years of Todd Licklider on a football field, is you that, know, whatever that looks we, like. Why are we arguing? Neither one of us want to fire Kirk Ferentz. I was just mad at your comment about we like, we're closer to being terrible than we are being great. 
Like that was kind of my. Uh, I wouldn't say terrible. We're closer to being. Uh, we're closer to being worse and missing bowl games than we are to being in the college football play. You know, and being Ohio State or in the college oh, football. Oh Jesus! Of course, State. yeah. But you said Michigan, Penn State. I threw Michigan in there. I guess. You said Michigan, Penn State. You didn't say Ohio State. I said Ohio State and Michigan. Oh, okay. They said Penn State, Michigan. I'm all worked up today. I'm sorry. Good God! I about closed out this podcast. I was going to hang up on your ass. Well, if we if we should take some callers, Any callers <laughs> yeah, let's go sound off. How many totes should yeah. we get bottom bomb next year? Let's get Hawkeye oh, Howard the, out the here. The only point I was making is careful what you wish for, because sometimes the grass ain't always greener. How about those cliches to wrap it up here? huh? <laughs> I think we're having a straw man argument here. Like you keep talking about fans getting fired. I don't think anybody's. I got you, you, you. I mean, I can read through my text messages. I got oh. texts from people. You know, I mean, it's not the rational fans, sure, but people freak out after these losses, and we've Wes been there and, before. Wes and Isaac and Alex don't count. Well, it's like. more than just that. It's more than <laughs> them. So, I'm oh. just saying, there's if you go on Twitter, there's as well. I'm sure there's a good yeah. section of the Iowa fan base that anytime after any one of these types of games loses their damn minds and wants everybody fired. And like I said, 15 years ago, we would have been there too. So. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I, I still like, I'm not even sure I want Brian Ferentz fired, but something's got to change on offense, man. Something's got to change. Yeah. And obviously bringing in, bringing Ken O'Keefe back wasn't the, the offensive mind, you know, I, I, at that time I thought, okay, cool. This is somebody who can kind of help Brian with the game plan and everything else. Well, whether that's happening or not, it ain't working. So, right. I agree. We need, we need to, yeah, at the very least, let's go back to like a co offensive coordinator situation and bring in somebody else from the outside to, uh, help us modernize our offense a little bit, but, um, fat chance of that ever happening. Yeah. Let's wrap this up. We got things to do on a Saturday. Sounds good. I got somebody at my door. So the dogs are, uh, the zoo is going crazy here behind me, as you can hear. Jesus. Hey, have fun. It's the Jack of Diamonds tonight. That's right, baby. The Jack of Diamonds. The only Jack uh, that, uh, well, the Jack of Diamonds will be drinking some Jack Daniels tonight. How do you like really? that? I might go pour a little Maker's in a Maker's Mark and ginger ale here after this. Have a little cocktail. This is good. This is good for me. I'm I'm calmed down. I'm all calmed down. I got a child. I got a child that's come down here to hang out. So yeah, look, we got a we got a little Hawkeye fan here for you, Brad. She wanted to say hi to the podcasters. So, there you go. Anyway, okay. Well, let's call it a day. Get a drink. And uh, this was a terrible ending. That's my fault. No, I had somebody come to the door. I needed yeah. I needed you to wrap it up while I sat on mute because it's just nonstop <laughs> madness over here. But, hey, that's my life these days. So, <laughs> Okay, we'll talk to you later. Cheers to you. You bet. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.